Welcome to the Poster Pod, brought to you by PosterizeSports.com. Welcome to the brand new Poster Pod. I am your host, Kevin Starnes, and with me is Brandon Broxerman and Casey Castle. Welcome, gentlemen. Hello. Hi. Well, I'm glad you guys said it at the exact same time. Um, <laughs> we have a full slate of NFL action for us this weekend. Um, let's get right to it. So some of the first games on our list are Saturday. Uh, we have Baltimore traveling to Los Angeles to play the Chargers. The Chargers are a four and a half point favorite. They are expecting uh, a return of their running back Melvin Gordon. There is a game time decision still out there on Keenan Allen. Brandon, what's your take on this? The Chargers, I think, are going to have quite a test against the best defense in the league. Uh, the Ravens, we saw it against the Chiefs. They put up quite a uh, good game against them. Um, kind of shutting down Mahomes. Not really shutting him down, I guess. But uh, um, I don't know. <laughs> I was not prepared for this. <laughs> well, they did. <laughs> They did take the Chiefs into an overtime situation into overtime, yeah. in Kansas City, which is actually impressive for Lamar Jackson on the road because wasn't that his first true road start, if I believe? It might have been. Um, but yeah, Melvin Gordon's going to be coming back, um, so he'll, he'll be able to um, see if he still has or see if he has any rest. Um, uh, Lamar Jackson's going to be starting over Flacco and. <laughs> I just saw this today, but Jackson, uh, Lamar Jackson is the leading rusher for the Baltimore Ravens for this season. So in his, in his five games, glory. Yeah, in his five games. That's insane. <laughs> um, a little fun fact about both of these teams: both of them are three and one, covering the spread their last four games. So interesting to see how this works out. The only one. What's the, the spread on this one? Four and a half to the Chargers. Okay, I think the, yeah, I think the Chargers' defense could handle the Ravens' offense, and the Chargers' offense is good enough that they're gonna score enough points. I think that the I think the Chargers end up winning. Yeah, young quarterback on the road, it's just always tough for those guys to put up a lot of points. I really like the Chargers in this one. I agree. Um, the next game on our slate is Tampa Bay at Dallas, which is also an intriguing matchup considering Dallas has been very trendy up and down um, this year. Started three and five, I believe, and have won five out of their last six. So. Yeah, the the Cowboys have been really good up until last week. Uh, that defense has been playing really, really well. And especially at home. The Cowboys are good at home. Um, and the Bucks have lost six of their last eight. And they have only beaten in those in their two wins. They've beaten the Panthers, which is they've been on the six-game slide. And Cam Newton's pretty bad right now. <laughs> And, and the Niners. So that's, I mean, that's not really s- saying a whole lot about the Buccaneers. Um, so 
I see the Cowboys coming back off this after loss against uh, against Indy, and especially at home, putting up quite a few points. I think that that offense plays really well at home, and Dallas defense is going to be able to hold the Bucks pretty easy. So, yeah, I take Dallas. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the Bucks are one and six away from home, and the Cowboys are six and one at home. So, yeah. those two things right there. I mean, that's. That kind of says it by itself. Yeah. That's also the. Where are the Bucks starting this week at QB? Uh, it's got to be Winston. Winston. The, the beauty of the is NFL it, is, is no team we'll, we'll plays the same back to back weeks. Very rarely will you see a team get shut out one week and then come back next week and get shut out again. But the trick for Dallas is keeping their, their line healthy. I know their left guard, Xavier Suofilo, he is uh he went out last game and I think Zach Martin missed his first game ever last week. So yeah, I know having that he's them back to being hundred percent is gonna be a big, big key for Dallas moving forward, especially with Philadelphia making this weird playoff push with Nick Foles, their uh Super Bowl MVP quarterback back in the home. <laughs> I don't know why they ever gave up on him. What a story for the Eagles. What a year. So weird. Yeah, it's pretty bizarre. What's what's funny about the Eagles, I know we're transitioning, but Carson Wentz, his contract negotiations, do you pay him the money or don't you pay him the money? Because he's been hurt, been injury prone, and how much of that is on him versus how much of that is on the team? Yeah, it's hard, especially with Nick Foles, who... You know, he was Super Bowl MVP, and he's he plays well. I think you could get some get something for him from somebody else, maybe, or I don't know. It's, or maybe it almost reminds me. Falls. Yeah, it almost reminds me of uh, like the Andrew Luck situation, where it's this you know constant barrage of injuries, where he comes back and then he's out again, and he's back and he's out again. It's, really kind of interesting. I mean, he's only in his third year, so he's not slated to be a free free agent until what? 2021. Yep. Something like that. Yep. But I agree. I mean, that's a, it's kind of an awkward situation right now in Philadelphia. Yep. The next game on our list is that we're going to look at is Buffalo at new England. This one is more intriguing to me than, I think most people will think. I know a lot of people are have always been under the assumption that Tom Brady and Bill Belichick don't lose in December, but they're one and two starting out this December. Uh, yeah, I think that's unless they play Miami. Well, they, <laughs> Miami. they played Miami, and both those games were on the road, both at Miami and at Pittsburgh. Um, and I know Miami was a fluke with that junkyard, schoolyard touchdown at the end of the game, but... In the end, it was a loss, um, and Patriots should never gave up thirty plus points to, to begin with. But Patriots are favored thirteen and a half at Foxborough. Um, Casey, what do you think about that? Yeah, a lot of people are, um, I think, overreacting with the Patriots losing two games in a row. Um, they are just unbeatable at home in December. And so, to me, I'm not too worried about the Patriots. 
I get to watch them week in and week out, uh, marrying into the the Patriots family. So um, I'm used to watching them in December, and and, and they've struggled in the past um, leading up to the playoffs. Uh, the problem this year is where they are in the AFC. They're not going to be, um, you know, riding through the playoffs at home the whole, you know, the whole playoff. Uh, what's the word? Goodbye. For the playoffs. <laughs> But yeah, so the thing is, the Patriots they're going to have to win games on the road. Bowl. Yeah, without having the bye first round. Yep. Yeah, they're going to have to win on the road in the playoffs, which they haven't really had to do in a while. So that'll be interesting to see. But no, I definitely like the Patriots against the Bills this week. I mean, they're they've lost three out of their last five. I don't see how it's out of the realm that people have the stigma that New England's unbeatable at home in December. It's just... I can see why people are worried, but I mean they they tend to struggle at Miami in December. It's just I don't remember. There's some crazy statistic about it. Casey might be able to back me up on that. Um, but aside from that, they played against Pitts, a really good Pittsburgh team, and lost at Pittsburgh. Yep. Um, so I I'm not real worried about it. I think that they'll be fine getting into the playoffs, and then once they get into the playoffs, that's a different story. But I wouldn't be too terribly concerned quite yet. The problem is they also have this guy who's a 41-year-old quarterback. (laughs) That, to me, it just, you know, you get old age, bones don't work well in the cold. That's all I'm saying, guys. I don't know how much of this TB12 method you're actually buying into. I've tried the avocado ice cream. It is horrendous. (laughs) All I'm saying is that, you know, I can easily see them. Buffalo is not a terrible team. You know, they're trying to figure it out with Josh Allen. They start off the year terrible to where everyone was going to pick against them on their survivor pools. But, you know, Josh Allen hasn't been doing a terrible job. As long as he doesn't turn the ball over, I can see Buffalo keeping this within a touchdown and then maybe having a shot at the end of the game, depending on who has the ball. But I just don't see yeah, I just don't see the Patriots being two touchdown favorites. There's just is this lot. your five is this no, your five star? No, no, I'm not gonna star? I'm not gonna put that much rep on Bills covering. <laughs> Bills covering a five star at New England. No way. And do we think that Brady may or may not be uh considering retiring yet? Like he's forty one and he's Coming off a season that he's not played his best, as as far as Brady standards are concerned, does that start to creep in, and maybe he decides this this off season that he doesn't want to play anymore? I think it's certainly possible. I look at it like the Bill Snyder effect at Kansas State. Does the fan base want him to retire? I don't think they do I yet. Don't think at they least, do yet. I mean, he's. It's 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 like you said, Brandon. He hasn't had a prototypical Tom Brady year, but he still has a ninety-seven point six uh, quarterback rating. Which is yeah, pretty I mean, good. I he's mean, still Tom Brady. Out of <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's still had a solid year. Just hasn't been as good. I would agree with that. But I mean, he's he stated that he wanted to play to what forty-five. Yeah, is that right? Yeah, I think that's what he said. It'll be interesting to see. I mean, it's looked like in the past several different times that the Patriots dynasty was going to start to fall apart. 
and then for whatever reason they're able to you know piece together playoff wins and continue to keep it going even with all the turmoil so yeah that's the thing they keep it in the house very well and you have to give them props for that for doing that all these years especially with everything that they've been through um, moving on, we move to a terrible game, which is Green Bay at <laughs> the New York Jets, the New York football Jets, where Green Bay is actually favored on the road, even though their Packers have won four. Or have uh, Packers five? are five, eight, and one. Ew. And the Jets are four and ten. There we go. That's standard yep. New York Jets. Packers, Packers are... Five eight and one. Had they won last week, they would have had a pretty likely shot at the playoffs. That's how weak the NFC wild card is right now. But um, thing they didn't win, and now they're pretty much. Are they out of it technically? Oh yeah, yeah. They were officially eliminated. Jets are also officially eliminated at four and ten. The. What's interesting about this line is, I mean, this line has to be assuming that Aaron Rodgers is playing. Yeah. Um, with the with them being eliminated from the playoffs, a lot of Packers fans, myself included, are wondering why are we playing Aaron Rodgers? Um, so it'll be interesting to see if Rodgers does play. I mean, it sounds like he wants to play, um, but I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not really sure exactly where that decision is going to be made. Um, you know, losing at this point moves you up a spot or two in the, in the draft, but is that worth it? Or would you rather build momentum? Not really sure. Yeah, I think if you're Rodgers, you want to play simply because players want to play. That's just how yeah. it is. Um, but if I'm that staff or the, um, the personnel coach or whatever, um, I think I would want to bench it. I mean, he's been known to get hurt. Exactly. Every single year or, you know, something goes wrong. Um, might as well take him out. There's no real point. You're not going to gain anything from having him in. So, But how much of that is just the stigma of yep. being a player to where you say all the right things to the fan base so you're the one who doesn't ever look bad? What do you, you know, mean, having him look bad or the, the him. team so look bad? Say, say he said to the fan base and to the team he doesn't want to play out these last couple of games. How's that going to look towards the fan base? They're going to be like... Uh, yeah. I'd, I'd always assume that those guys are always going to say, I want to play. Yeah. I heard something on ESPN about somebody saying that, you know, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you have to play because, you know, you don't want to let your team down and all this rah 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 but... I mean, I just don't see it. I I wouldn't play if I was him. We don't mention that network on our poster pod. <laughs> uh, so, Casey, that being said, do you think Green Bay will cover the three-point spread? <laughs> no. No? Nope, the Packers are 0-7 on the road this year. They, they're packing it in. It's, it's over. Do you think even if Aaron Rodgers plays that they're... Yeah, I, I like the Jets this weekend. Casey, really? You know the saying, good teams win, great teams cover. <laughs> Roger is a great player. He'll find a way. Moving on, we have a surprising game with Houston traveling to Philadelphia. 
Philadelphia starting their backup Super Bowl winning quarterback MVP Nick Foles. <laughs> For his second start, Nick Foles is I'm not sure. How do you start the season? Is he still undefeated on the season? Does anyone actually know that? I didn't I didn't research that going into the day. What if Nick Foles is undefeated? Yep. I'm not sure. He is one of um, his last one. QB wins is not a official QB stat. <laughs> Winning is everything, Casey. Um, but Philadelphia is favored two and a half going into this match. And so it's eager to see how Houston, who has reeled off nine out of their last ten games, has been a win. Um, and they just come off a beating of the New York Jets on the road. So them traveling again to the Upper East Coast, the Nor'easter, as we call it. Um, I'm eager to see. I think I think Houston has this one in the bag. I like their team. I like their defense. I think they got a bunch of playmakers where they need it. And they have Lamar Jackson, who could possibly be ready for this one. You mean? Or Lamar, Lamar Miller, Jackson. sorry. Yeah. One of the Lamars. <laughs> I... Uh... This one's this one's tough because you're it's Philly at Philly and the Houston Texans are good, but we're looking at an Eagles team that just knocked off the Los Angeles Rams last week. So I think I lean Eagles, but it's it's tough. It's close. Yeah, and you know maybe that excited the fan base them beating the Rams at home. And plus, the Philly still has a uh, legit shot at the NFC East. Yeah, yeah, the Eagles are playing for a lot right now, which is interesting. Um, and uh, I looked up Foles' season stats. The Eagles are two and one in full starts. Foles himself is not two and one because QB wins is not a stat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yet he started the first two games of the year, uh, beat the Falcons, lost at Tampa Bay. So we'll, we'll see. How this we'll see. Plays out then. Yeah, it's a it's an interesting game to watch. I mean, the the Texans have been pretty good. I mean, they started off the year what zero and three. Yes, and then since then they've lost one game. So yes, yeah, that'll be Texans a good game. Ten and four. That's impressive. The next game, Pittsburgh at New Orleans, which is the craziest game on the schedule to me, considering Pittsburgh with their up and down last couple of weeks and then beating Tom Brady and his forty one year old self at home last week. But they had a convincing 17-10 to 10 win, so their defense showed up to that one. Now can they go on the road to New Orleans and win down in the Dome? Which everyone knows is no easy place to win ever. But also on the unless, same unless side... It's magic. Um, also at the <laughs> same time, though, <laughs> New Orleans has struggled themselves recently with offensive woes. What do you guys think about that one? Um, I think, I, I think, I think New Orleans takes this pretty easy. Um, at New Orleans, and they're the 
easily the most balanced team in the NFL right now. Um, their their offense may be struggling a little bit, but uh, like Kamara and uh, Mark Ingram have been saying um, in their post game interviews, um, you know, even when they're not playing their best, they still find ways to win. And I think that's exactly how this New Orleans team is, um, especially with Drew Brees at the helm. I, I think they'll take it. Yeah, the Saints' offense is just night and day. Whenever they're at home versus on the road, it seems like, I mean, they they just truly do really well on that turf and in that environment. So, I agree. I think that's a tough game for the Steelers, and um, I don't think Connor's going to be able to play. I don't know if he's officially been ruled out, but that doesn't help the Steelers either. Yeah, I think Connor. He uh, there has been no. Uh, reports of him saying he's going to come back this week. He's still just on jogging only. I say, I know I have him in fantasy, so I think he's questionable. How'd you How'd you get him in fantasy? That's weird. <laughs> that's 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 another pod. I feel like. Yeah, I think our fantasy football teams are a different subject altogether. <laughs> so um, the biggest question in New Orleans is. With every team, it's always who's playing and who's not. Um, I know they've had some offensive line struggles uh, with their tackle, with their backup tackle, not even practicing this week. Um, so it's going to be eager to see how they come out. But I know the Saints have a very, very good offensive line. It'll be nice to see them get healthy before the playoffs. But with them trying to also lock in that number one seed, um, Teams are. It's nice to have teams have to fight down to the finish instead of giving up this early. Yeah, it's definitely fun to watch as a fan. It definitely is. Yeah, for sure. Okay, the last slate we have for today is Kansas City traveling to Seattle. Now, I know Brandon likes this one, but I don't know. Seattle, you know, home of the 12th man, they're not the same team as they were with the Legion of Boom. But watching Bobby Wagner play by himself is kind of impressive considering <laughs> everything that guy can do. Here's my thing with the Seattle is they've they've they're they're kind of on a hot streak right now, right? But aside from last week's loss to San Francisco. But they've they've been playing really well up until that last or until that last weekend's game. But all those games that they've played have been against pretty subpar opponents, minus maybe Minnesota. Uh, they played it first Green Bay at Carolina uh, versus San Francisco and versus uh, Minnesota. So that that doesn't really; those are all pretty subpar teams, in my opinion. Uh, and then the Chiefs have looked their their three losses have been against some of the best teams in the NFL: uh, New England, the Rams, and the Chargers. So I think Mahomes is too much for him. I know that at Seattle is going to be tough, but I, I still take the Chiefs. I think it's going to be a really interesting game. This is probably uh, the game I'm most looking forward to this this week uh, here in Week 16. I mean, the Seahawks, obviously, they're fighting for that playoff spot. Um, they've been building some confidence lately, but like Brandon said, it was really kind of against some sub subpar conversations competition so it'll be interesting to see against the Chiefs this weekend 
Um, the it, it's a hot ticket in Seattle. Cheapest tickets I'm seeing are two hundred and two bucks. Ooh. So, oh wow, that's going to be an environment that'll be uh, a good game. I think. I always like this game because it it pits the two fan bases. The um, each one trying to be the, the loudest. Level. Oh yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> I remember that. Good call out. I forgot about that. <laughs> Years is ago. Seattle is Seattle looking to reclaim that this this weekend? <laughs> I don't know. I feel I feel like if they're going to try to reclaim it, they might as well. Yeah, ticket prices are high enough. That's insane. I completely forgot about that until Brandon said something. Um, also looking at it, I don't know. Like Brandon said, Kansas City. You know, they've lost to th- the three best teams or three of the best teams. You know, traveling to New England two Los Angeles Rams and then at home facing Philip Rivers. But Pat Mahomes hasn't it's not that he hasn't gotten it done because he scored a ridiculous amount. He scored what, forty at New England and then fifty one at the Rams. So it's not like Pat Mahomes can't win in those games, but he just hasn't won. So maybe it could come down to clock management. Wait, so you're saying that he can't win? I'm saying he hasn't Say won. what? I'm saying he hasn't won. This is the perfect argument for Casey. QB wins. QB wins is so dumb. <laughs> you, Brandon, Patrick... you all people should know that a great quarterback wins games for you. No, I agree, but at a certain point, you have to have a defense that can stop somebody. You do. On a on a on a uh, two point conversion, you've got to have somebody to cover all of the players that are going to go out to catch a ball, did. and that didn't happen they for didn't Kansas City. Have enough players to cover. They had three for two, but okay. So those players need to actually cover. It exactly. Then. <laughs> so I don't know how you can blame that on Mahomes at all. I just think of great quarterbacks and how many game-winning drives they have and how clock management plays the factor down the way. Okay, so if it's clock management, then it's that's still not, I don't think, completely on Mahomes. Well, I saw Mahomes complete a 75-yard touchdown pass to Tyreek Hill and then lose to New England because they scored too fast. That's all I'm saying, guys. It's official. Kevin Starnes is the poster boy for QB wins being being a real thing. (laughs) Quarterbacks win the game. Oh, my gosh. Do they not, guys? Someone answer that, please. Do they not win games? No, not all the time. No. So you're telling me they do win games. Thank you, Brandon. They can win games, but they're not the only people that can win games. Look at Green Bay, Casey. You are a Green Bay fan and a New England fan. Are you telling me quarterbacks can't win games? No, I'm telling you that it's not solely dependent on the quarterback to win the game. Right. I'm glad we argued the same things. What? (laughs) Thank you for wrapping up NFL football for the week. Um, Everyone take their pick real quick on the Kansas City-Seattle game. Two and a half. For Kansas City, who you got, Brandon? I got Kansas City. Casey? Seattle. I am going to pass this one, so we'll just leave it up to that. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, if I had to choose, I'm going to take Seattle to cover this. It's just too hot of a Five star? No, Casey. 
Does anyone have any five stars ready for this weekend? No. Are you guys uh, five stars for the weekend? Well, what's the what's the line on uh, Tampa Bay Dallas? Seven. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> take Tampa Bay. All right. No. Oh. No, I'll take Dallas. Well, there you go, folks. You have your first five star. Tampa Bay not covering against Dallas. It's a big spread, Brandon. Yeah. I like your style. Moving on on the list, we have bowl games that are currently going on in college football. Has anyone actually watched any of these? Nope. Shout out Toledo Rockets. Toledo Rockets. They do (laughs) play in the Makers Wanted Bahama Bowl on Friday. I yeah. don't know what that means. Makers? Is that oh. Makers Mark? If so, Makers Mark, they have a great product. If you guys want to sponsor us, please let me know. <laughs> yeah, we are looking for sponsors. Technically, Microsoft Surface and Books, those are a great thing as well. I can do several plugs for those. For <laughs> <laughs> um, so poll game previews, the one game I'm looking forward to this weekend is the Armed Forces Bowl. It's the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl, but it's Houston versus Army. Army is coming off their best season ever. They're ten and two. <laughs> it's arguable to say they never had an eleven win season, I guess is what I'm saying. Oh. Army has never had an eleven win season, so Is that true? That's someone fact check that. I th- I, I'm on it. I thought you were just like throwing out there like Army's 10 and 2, so obviously this is their best season ever. Army has never had an 11 win season. They're searching for their first one. That's hilarious. Destiny is on their side. You guys, I am the host of this show. Why are you guys fact checking me? <laughs> because nobody believes you. It's <laughs> very smart. Um, Houston is not starting their quarterback or defensive line going into this game. I know they had some troubles. Everyone remember that Ed Oliver conflict they had with uh, Major Applewhite a couple weeks ago where Major wouldn't let him wear a coat? Yeah. That was impressive for Major, even though he's a top 10 pick. But um, seeing that, the spread began at a a 1.5 point favorite for Houston, and has gone only Army's way ever since. They're currently at a five-point favorite um, as of today. So there's been sharps and heavy money only going Army's way. What do you guys think about this one? Do you guys think, see any way Houston keeps in this one? Um, not without their starting quarterback and defensive line. Like, their entire defensive line is out. Their starting defensive line, yes. I don't know much about this uh, about these either team to be honest, but that seems like obviously not a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I know Ed Oliver skipping the bowl game. I I don't really know a lot about either team. I did watch the Army OU game earlier this year. Um, took them into overtime. Yeah, that was really good game. I mean, it was too bad that uh, the Army quarterback Kelvin Hopkins Jr couldn't uh pull that one out for his team yeah it's 
everyone knows army style going into it, the game, but defending it is always one thing. So it's, I don't know, to me, I think army takes this one um, solely based off of everything. There's has to be some sort of animosity in Houston, but uh, with their locker room situation and the coach maybe not being on the same level as all the players, but I also know Houston has a ton of talent in that organization and can replenish guys right away. So I'm not quite sure how good their backups are, but knowing Army, they're going to be prepared. They run the same offense time in and time out. Um, if Houston can't stop that run right away, I can see Army just running all over them all game. Maybe not being able to stop them on defense, but they won't have to stop them too many times if they clock manage well. So it'll be interesting to see that one. Um, anyone interested in any other games for the bowl games for this weekend? Uh, I was just going to chime in with a five-star here. hey I like the sound I like, of that. I like Houston plus five. You like Houston plus five. I like Houston plus five. This game is in Fort Worth. Yes. Which means Houston's going to have a significant fan advantage. I always feel like with a gimmick offense, like Army runs, whenever you put that in a bowl game situation, you know, that defense gets multiple weeks to prepare for the the offense that they're not used to. So I always think that plays a big part compared to uh, regular season where you only have those, you know, five, six days to, to run through with the scout team. So I think that even with Ed Oliver out, I like Houston. This is very interesting. Casey picking against a team with a, without a starting quarterback. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> and he's making it his five star. Okay. <laughs> this is you guys are going bold. Brandon, you took your five star on I wanna write these down. <laughs> I wanna get Because we're not gonna publish this podcast later. <laughs> yeah. There's no way to know. <laughs> I'm gonna record state. I'm gonna give you guys less points tomorrow. When we do a podcast again, <laughs> um, Houston's lost three out of its last four. Yeah, Houston's was, not looking that, good. That was a bold five star pick. So. <laughs> that was a very bold <laughs> five star. I like how we locked it in as well. Hey, no I, just threw, I just threw it out there like rapid fire five star. Yeah, there's Casey getting the old bug. Good luck covering that one. I don't. I don't like him covering that, but Army's averaging 80 yards passing per game, right. which would rank like 80th in 3A Kansas high school football. <laughs> <laughs> Houston is one and four against the spread in their last five games against Army. I'm just going to throw that out there. Houston's played Army five times. Yep. Wow. Only covered wow. once. So you're saying they're due. Is this like from the 60s? <laughs> I don't have exact dates. Okay. <laughs> did they have spreads in the 60s? I'm sure um, they did, Brandon. Gambling is everywhere. I mean, that's fair. They last played in 2004. <laughs> and did they cover? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Starts throwing out some great stats today. <laughs> yeah. Moving on, NBA news, guys. We heard the talks about Anthony Davis being up on the trading block. 
Where do you think he goes and why? <laughs> where do I want him to go? Yes, let's start with that. Where do you think I want he'd be him a great stay. Fit? I'd rather him stay, and I will. I want uh, New Orleans to to put some people around him. I think he's a good fit there. Casey, what do you think? I, I, I agree. I mean. Anthony Davis, whenever I think of him, I think of, you know, this elite player, top five player in the league, um, year in and year out, just consistently great. And every year it's like, you know, if he can get a little bit more help, it seems like, you know, they can make a run in the playoffs uh, with this elite talent. But, I mean, in the NBA, if you're in that kind of mediocre range where you're not breaking through, I mean, at this day and age i mean you got to have three or four stars it almost seems like to to truly compete so if i'm the pelicans i'm looking at moving him yeah it's disappointing too because i really like him there and i think that um you know it's it sounds kind of silly but like you hear of like tarnishing your legacy by moving on to other teams which i don't necessarily agree with but but if he were able to stay and they could put some people around him i don't understand why they wouldn't i don't well I take that back. I don't understand why they don't. It it just kind of baffles me a little bit. Yeah, they've kind of been in the same tier, though, for a while. They had Boogie Cousins, and they shipped him, or Boogie got hurt. Yeah, yeah, that that was kind of just a bad luck type deal. Yeah, but, I mean, they've made the playoffs with AD, but it's like you said, you know, they can't really go anywhere there. They seem to be having the same recipe and they expect different results at the same time you know you're never going to get the same amount back for when you trade a player with his caliber you know you're not going to get back what you are giving away whether it be picks or equal um, personnel right so how do you actually make this move if you're new orleans yeah, I would kind of be surprised if he's moved this year. I mean, he's in the third year of a five-year deal. And the last year is a player option. So, I mean, technically he could still carry uh, quite a bit of a return from these teams. So New Orleans can be pretty picky here for the next year if they are deciding to move him uh, because his value is not really going to drop too much. If you're the So, you know, there's been... Uh, rumors that like the Lakers and Boston are going after him. If you're the Lakers, you want to do that now because uh, we've kind of discussed this before, but the uh, there's like some weird stipulation with Boston where they can't sign him right. for this year. Uh, I don't, I don't exactly know all the details behind that. Um, as long as Kyrie's still on that team, him and Kyrie can't be on the same team because of their rookie scale. So it's kind of interesting. It's a weird, noteworthy fact, but uh, Boston would have to get rid of Kyrie in order to acquire AD, which I don't see them doing, considering how much they already tried to go for Kyrie, or how much Kyrie tried to get away from LeBron, but that's neither here nor there. I'd love to see AD go play right away for a contender. Like, let's like say the Lakers. The Lakers? <laughs> I'm just saying... <laughs> All right. So earlier this week, Kevin said, "Oh gosh, we were talking. We were talking AD. Brandon, Kevin, and I. We were talking AD, AD and trades. And Kevin said, I quote, 
Lakers have both Tyson Chandler and JaVale McGee. I don't know how they add AD. <laughs> I'm saying they and probably I've need been to trying, And I've been trying to get a response from Starnes all week. So now here we are. What's what's What does this mean? Tyson Chandler can't even leave the roster until February 6th. Okay. So do you have a roster full of those three guys? I see what you're saying. Right. I feel like you have to move one of them. And you just got Chandler there. JaVale's been a great producer for you ever since he came over. And he wants those starting minutes, but are you just going to have one of those guys just ride the bench the whole time? See, I took your comment as saying the Lakers already have two elite centers. Why would they even need Anthony Davis? <laughs> yeah, it's weird how you take it that way, Casey. Yet when I try to explain it to you, you make all of these rude remarks via chat. <laughs> I did berate you on that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I was was chastised via Slack messages, (laughs) and I didn't appreciate it. (laughs) For not even in just one thread, there was definite different channels, Casey sharing messages. Yeah, I shared that with the, the entire Posterized Sports team. Sorry about that. Yeah, making a mockery out of this. I hope you apologize to them all. You could have defended yourself like in the moment instead of waiting for the pod. I didn't have to defend anything, Casey. My honor wasn't ever in question. But I mean, to answer your question, if you get a chance at Anthony Davis, it doesn't matter who your other centers are. Like, if they need to ride on the bench, they ride on the bench. Or you, you know, you buy them out, or I mean, you could still move McGee. Um, and this is really the interesting part of the, the NBA trade season because now all of those restrictions on moving these recently signed players start to fall off. And so that's when it's really gets interesting here for the NBA trade season, which I'm really excited about. But at the same time, you know they're going to have to give something up. So what are they yeah. giving up? Are you going to give up any of your Kuzma ball? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Josh Hart. Yeah, even Hart. Yeah, do you move those guys? Because you're going to have to get rid of something big. Yeah, it would have to be a lot, I think, for New Orleans to move him this year. So, and then the Lakers, I mean, LeBron signed a four-year deal. He's, He's there. He's already got his money made. You know, he's happy. I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be pushing for any trades like he's been known to do in the past. <laughs> by pushing, by pushing, I mean not playing. Coasting at the trade deadline. Coasting <laughs> to get someone fired, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I don't see him doing that at all this year. I think he's kind of content with where he's at. He's going to let Magic do his thing. He's letting Luke coach the team. So it's kind of interesting to see how this one's going to play out if the Lakers are an actual true contender going after AD. Yeah, I think the Lakers have been better than most expected. Uh, I think a lot of people expected them to kind of be in the bottom tier of the Western Conference. And it's still early, but I think that, um, I mean, at least for me, they've exceeded expectations. But at the same time. Does a team like Philly go out and get another great center? They already have Embiid. 
who can shoot, but can they give up something? Or can Toronto go get something? Even though they've been the surprise, I think. You know, can another great team already add to their roster? That's what's going to be curious for me to see. Depending on what the New Orleans wants to give up versus whatever everyone else is willing to offer. It's going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the team with the most... Uh, they're the biggest combination of assets plus a reason to make a trade. It's got to be Boston right now. I mean, right. Boston is 18 and 12. They're in the five seed right now in the week East. Uh, they are eight and two in their last 10, but you know, the Celtics have kind of underperformed here to start the year. Yeah, they actually really have. They were picked to do very well and they haven't really came to fruition. Still early. It is. You know, basketball doesn't start till Christmas, as I've always said. So I'll be eager to see how they play out. I love this time of the year because the the, the regular season, college football's dying down, <laughs> NFL regular season's dying down. You still get the big NFL games on the weekends, but really the NBA starts heating up now. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's made um, – I haven't really watched much NBA until last year. Um, and coming into this year, I'm I'm excited for the for Christmas to come around, so that way we can uh, really get peaked on the uh, NBA basketball again. All right, well, wrapping this up, everyone, take your prediction for who's going to win the NBA Finals right now. Go, <laughs> Brandon. We'll start with you since Casey has to figure out what he's going to say. To win, win. Or who's going to be in it? When? Oh, man. Let's see um, it. You're way too early picks to win the NBA Finals. I mean, how do you not pick Golden State? Simple. You go with Toronto as they have the best record in all of basketball. Yeah, they had the best record last year. How far did that get them? <laughs> <laughs> to the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> But now they yeah, got the, think, they got the claw on their team. Uh-huh. Um, I think uh, yeah, I think I, you got to pick Golden State at Casey? this point. You know, it's tough because the West is so deep that an injury or two can really change things uh, for the Warriors. I, I think the smart pick is the Warriors still, uh, but to uh, just you know throw something else out there. I'm going to go with the Celtics. I'm not sure why, Casey. You just gave us all the reasons that they're underperforming. It's early. It is. It is. Well, we'll be able to come back to this podcast, and I can say I told you guys so um, here in, what, late June? Wait, so who's your pick? Toronto. Really? Yep. I like Kawhi there. They've done very well. It's kind of been a surprise, even though them adding Kawhi and them having a great year last year, but to stay yeah, at I the top they, and really beat yeah. some teams. I kind of agree. I think that they're as good as they were last year. It's still a surprise of how good they still are, especially after they lost their coach and they're, they added Kawhi and you know, you got to have all that mesh together. Well, and and, think about it. The last time Kawhi played before this year, he was beaten Golden State by 26 in the playoffs, I believe, before he got hurt. So 
Just saying, Kawhi's not that bad of a guy to have on your team. Oh, no. I mean, he's before last year's weird season. I mean, he was definitely a top three player in the league uh, just for what he can bring on both sides of uh, the court offensively and defensively. So I, I personally am not too surprised with the Raptors. Um, being a, a Sixers fan, I got to kind of see that team and um, kind of picturing that trade. I, I felt like the Raptors were only going to improve this year, um, even though they were really solid last year. Um, my problem with the Raptors just comes down to depth um, and playmakers. And that's where Boston really shined last year was they just have so many playmakers. So, um, that's why I'm picking Boston. All right. Well, we'll see how these picks kind of turn out. We'll obviously make more, but um, I like to <laughs> I like to think about these as time goes yeah, the, on. The NBA season hasn't even started yet, according to you. I how know. Our <laughs> the way too early in a NBA finals picks have already been out nice. for the year. That's awesome. So, all right. Well, gentlemen, thank you for stopping in today. Um, as always, remember to check out our podcast on posterizesports.com. There you can find all of our blogs, our podcasts, and a little bit sections about us and our entire crew. Um, anything else, guys? Nope. Go Cowboys. Nope. I don't think so. <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll get back to you guys next week.